hello and welcome to the first official episode of Oh Wow by Jules. This is Jules and I'm so excited to be talking to you today because I'm talking about one of my favorite books ever called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This is a very, very special book that holds a very special place in my heart and I'm very excited to talk about it today to share a few stories within the book that just made me go, oh wow, when I read it. And to hopefully inspire some of you to buy the book and read it for yourselves. As it really is one of those books that you can reread as many times as you want and grab a pencil and a highlighter and just, you know, write down anything you need and highlight and just underline. And it's just one of those books that just really wants you to feel it and breathe it and I feel like when you find a book like that it's so special but before we jump into the book I do want to say the three things that made me go oh wow during this week and a half or so that it's been since I posted my last podcast episode I've been writing down some stuff but mainly just you know things that I've done and things that have happened so let's get to it The first thing that comes to mind that made me go, oh wow, during the week has been making plans with my family and friends. It's always nice to make plans, especially like with your family because, you know, I live with my family, but it's nice to, you know, even though we see each other all the time, to like make time for each other, make plans, go out, do stuff together and spend some quality time which is really, really important for me. It's my second love language. So um, it's very important for me to spend quality time with the people that I like. And also with my friends, we've been doing, we've been hanging out and seeing each other. And and it's been really nice to just, you know, even if it's just chatting with them and just spending, you know, an hour or so together, it's enough to make me feel recharged and happy and I'm grateful for that, so that's one of the great things that have happened. Another, the second thing I would say is I watched a movie on Netflix that I really liked called Vivo. This movie is new, it just came out like four or five days ago or so, and all the music for it is recorded and written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, so, and I'm a big fan of his, so of course it was extra special for that reason. And the third thing is that on the 8th of August, it was a very important um, day for manifestation and stuff. I'm a very spiritual person and I believe in manifesting your dreams and your ideas into reality. And so the 8th of August was a day that there's this portal called the Lion Gates portal that was open. And it was a new moon in Leo, which means that basically your ability to manifest and to bring things into reality was, you know, enhanced and it was a very, very, you know, easy way to manifest. And it was also a day that was highly charged with a lot of energy. If you believe into that stuff, I could feel it and it was really special and therefore a highlight of my past week. And the Lion Gates portal actually closed on the 12th of August. But if you want to manifest anything new on the 22nd of August, there's going to be a blue moon, the only one of the year. So that's also a very important day to manifest anything into reality. So if you want to try that, I can give you some tips in another podcast maybe. 
this is not going to be it because this is going to be about Glennon, which is what we are going to be jumping on right now. To give you a little background on Glennon, I already told you that she's a writer, an activist, a mother, a a narrator because she actually narrates, yeah. Um, her book herself on Audible, you can purchase it there. Actually, the first time that I read the book, or I mean, I listened to the book, it was an Audible, so it was an audiobook. And I didn't know if I was going to like it or not, because I saw that a lot of famous people were posting about it. They said it was amazing, blah, 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 but I didn't know. And so I purchased it online. I listened to it, and then I knew that I, it was one of those books that I had to have in my house. And I've gifted it to my mom. I've gifted it to a friend. Like at this point, I've gifted it to a lot of people because, or I've said to people to buy it because it's one of those books that I feel like is so important, especially for women, because it's about empowerment and about loving yourself and about how difficult it is sometimes to be a woman in this world, but about how great it is at the same time. And it's just such such a good book full of hidden gems that if you need a little boost of self-love, you'll absolutely love and I can't wait to talk about it. The first thing that I wanted to do is to talk and to tell you guys a story that she writes in the book, that she writes, that she wrote in the book that's called Cheetah, right? The story is about a cheetah and it's one of the stories that kind of frames the book because there's a whole chapter dedicated to cheetahs which you might think it's kind of weird because a cheetah is an animal and what does an animal have to do with anything related to empowerment and whatever but I'm going to tell you the story and I'm going to tell you what's a little bit behind it basically Lennon said that one day she went to the zoo with um, her wife and their daughters and in the zoo it was advertised that there was this big event called a cheetah run so they went to the place and they to know what that was all about. And they found out that there was this cheetah run, this cheetah run, sorry. And so the cheetah called Tabitha was introduced along with a dog with a Labrador called Minnie. So basically the zookeeper explained that Minnie and Tabitha were raised together since they were babies to help tame Tabitha, the cheetah. You know, they thought Um, that it was a good idea to raise her alongside with a dog that are gentle animals and stuff to help tame the cheetah, which is obviously a wild animal. And so Tabitha was raised and was born in captivity. So she never knew the wild. And basically what they had to do in this cheetah run, it was there was this car and there was a pink bunny tied to the car. And so the Labrador would go first and the car would start and the Labrador would follow the pink bunny, basically. That was the that was what happening. And then the cheetah would do the same thing. So the cheetah would follow the pink bunny in the car. And at the end of the run, she would have a steak or whatever waiting for her. So both they both the dog and the cheetah did the run and everybody was happy except for Glennon. She thought she saw herself in the cheetah. In some ways, she understood that the cheetah had been tamed and the cheetah had the same run every single day for different spectators. And that path, you know, the path between the cage that she was locked in and the path 
to the stake after the run was what they had been traced for her, was the path that people told her that she could do, you know? She went out of the cage, she followed the pink bunny, she ate the steak, she went back to the cage, you know? And during the during the part that she's running towards, this, towards the pink bunny, she could kill the zookeepers, which are with her in that moment, inside the, the cage or whatever. And there's this sentence that Glennon wrote that's so important to me, and it says that, Tabitha is unaware that if she remembered her wilderness for just a moment, she could tear those zookeepers apart. So that story was really important to me because it's like a metaphor for the path that people trace for you because they think you cannot do anything else. So basically, you're supposed to go to college and then have a job and then have babies, a family, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is for you and how you can apply it for yourself, but... For Tabitha, it was to go out of the cage, find the steak, follow the pink bunny, whatever. But what if Tabitha remembered her, her wilderness for a second? What if she remembered that she can go out of that path and literally kill the zookeepers, maybe even eat the dog? You know what I mean? She doesn't remember her wilderness because she's been trained to be tamed. She's been trained to think that that's what she can do because she doesn't know any better she doesn't know that there's a wild side to her that you know she's this wild strong powerful animal that could do anything so Glennon says in this episode that it's basically important to know that you are wild that you can do so much more than what this society has made you believe that you can do and it's about breaking from the expectations and norms of our society And believing in yourself and knowing that there's so much more of you, that you are wild and that you are a goddamn cheetah. And I love this story. It means so much to me. I actually have in my room written down somewhere, you're a goddamn cheetah because, because I am. I'm strong and I'm wild and, you know, I don't let other people decide what my path is for me. I decide that for myself. Another story, or not story, but another big lesson that I took from the book is, and it's one of the sentences that she uses the most during the book, and it's also the name of her podcast. Go listen to it because it's really, really interesting. Her, the name of her podcast is We Can Do Hard Things. And this is a very important sentence in her book. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I'm repeating it twice because it's such a powerful sentence, but it's so simple. And she says that it's one sentence that she reminds herself all the time when she's struggling, when she has issues about anything. She remembers that she can do hard things. You know, in our lives, no matter how long we've lived, we have come across things that have been hard for us. And we have accomplished those things. We've moved on from those things. We've learned. So when we come up or when life gives us something new that we have to deal with, we have to remind us ourselves that no matter what, we can do hard things. That no matter how big or small the thing is that you're trying to accomplish, you can do it. You have to set your mind to it. But you can do it. You can do hard things. You are an important, powerful, strong person in your life. And you can do it. 
it's a little bit of a boost and a positive affirmation that I think works so well, especially I would say you should write it down on your phone. You should write it down on a piece of paper and have it in your room so you can see it every day. It's a very simple practice, but it's like this affirmation that you know, you're reminded of every single day. And whether you want it or not, you end up believing it, which is what you want. At the end of the day, being confident and feeling confident, a lot of the times, especially at the beginning, is all about faking it until you make it. So it's better to at least fake it a little bit at first and then try to, you know, adapt to the idea that you are this person that you really want to be, you know? So yeah, remind yourself that you can do hard things because you can. It's not a false expectation or anything like that. You have to believe it yourself for it to be true. But even though if you don't believe it right now, fake it until you make it, I promise you the feeling is great once you actually believe it and realize, oh, wow, I'm like telling this to myself and I'm believing it. It's great. Um, I have a list of actually 20 things that this book taught me, but I'm going to choose some of them. I've obviously talked about doing car things. I've talked about the cheetah. There's another very important part of the book in which Glennon talks about being a mother and how that is and all the expectations and even though I'm not a mother myself, and I don't know if I ever want to be, I think the way she handles the topic of being a mother is so great because she's not giving you any tips on what it is to be a perfect mother, what it is to be a perfect teacher, because she used to be a teacher. She is just saying what we can do from a compassionate place to help our children. And I, I take that as a teacher to help my students into being more compassionate and understanding and empathetic. And she gives so many great points. But also, another great umbrella topic that she deals with is obviously self-love. She has so many great quotes that, that I really love and I really remind myself of. There's this one quote that I'm going to read to you that says, don't do things not to disappoint other people. Don't do them because you don't want to do them. It seems like a very easy and, you know, silly sentence even. You're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do other things to not disappoint people. But the thing is, we do a lot of things to not disappoint other people a lot of the times. Things that we don't even want to do in the first place. We're just doing this because we feel pressure from other people to do it. She's saying, stop. Stop, think about what you want to do, think about what's really important to you, and then do it. So that's also something to take with you. Finally, because I'm not going to keep you here for longer, because this is already 50 meals long, um, there's a very important thing. For those of you who bottle up your emotions and who have a hard time communicating what you feel, she made me see the light in this because she has this very important sentence that says feelings are for feeling she says that you have to imagine your feelings as another person that you sit with or that's sitting right in front of you and whenever you have a really strong feeling or a feeling that you don't know how to communicate or whatever and you feel like you're gonna bottle this feeling up you're not gonna talk about it even with your friends or family you should Imagine that there's a person in front of you 
you sit on the floor, this person is mirroring your, your, um, I cannot come up with a word. I guess your actions, that's it. And so this person is sitting in front of you. And what are you saying to this person? Oh, I'm sorry. That's my AC actually doing this weird sound. I'm so sorry. Cannot stop it right now. <laughs> But yeah, there's this person mirroring your actions. And so you sit with this person. You talk about what you're feeling. Okay? You acknowledge the feelings. You validate your feelings by acknowledging what it is. You can even write it down. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling happy. Whatever it is. That way, you are already being aware of what you're feeling. You're not ignoring it, thinking it might go away and you don't have to deal with it. And even if you don't want to go to therapy or talk about your friends with these feelings, which you should, you are already putting them out there, feeling them, and then moving on, you know, or finding a way to be better with those feelings, I guess, or to feel better about them. These are the most important, I guess, you know, lessons that I take from this book. There are so many and I could go on and on. As I told you, I have a list of 20 that are important, but these are, I feel like, are the most important ones and the ones that I take with me every day and I guess every time I talk about the book. So I do recommend everybody to grab this book, read it. It's a number one time New York Times bestseller, so... You already know that you're winning there because it's a book that's been read by millions of people and therefore it must be good. So I do recommend that you pick it up, that you read it, that you breathe it and then you let me know if you liked it. But if not, I do recommend that you listen to Glennon's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. She has many amazing guests. She talks about important topics, empowerment, feminism, being a good person like a million topics and it's free it's on spotify and i think on many other platforms so give it a listen if you don't feel like buying the book or you want to um save a little money and and yeah and i'll see you in the next episode thank you for listening bye